Batman? Do you have like a theme song? I don't have a theme song. I do like rotating theme songs, just like any kind of uh, like basically once I get the vibe of the episode, I'll uh, I'll listen back to like some free music and then um. There's that like a super powered fan cast. Come to you real fast. Oh, there should be. Oh, really? There should not. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I missed you, Darren. of the Superpowered Fancast. This is Darren. Uh, this is another uh, just, it's not even a solo episode. It's kind of, a, it's another kind of dynamic duo, but my co-host on this episode is one of my oldest friends. Uh, his name is Josh Worley, and he, even though he's one of my oldest friends, he still left me to move cross country <laughs> to the land of sunshine and fires. Uh, and exactly. And mountain fires. <laughs> and, and and droughts in Hollywood, <laughs> but Josh is Josh is over in California. He's uh, he's calling in, and we're talking today. So, uh, Josh, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm I'm Josh. I'm in California. There we go. That was easy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, almost everything you need to know. But you'll find out more about Josh. You'll learn more about Josh as we talk, because this is one of those. This is you know how you have that friend that you just immediately start <laughs> talking. And you don't remember where the through line of a conversation started, but you just know that you've hit, you've hit all the things you wanted to talk to, and even the, even at the point where you've 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 held in so much conversation <laughs> for this one specific person that you just have to like download. This is um, this is pretty much what what that's going to be like. So. I like to call this the kind of uh, uh, "Where are we now?" conversation. Oh yeah. Like, how did we get here? That one. That works yeah, too. Right. Uh, so you know we're kind of gonna follow uh, the same loose format that we do normally. We're gonna talk about Marvel. We're gonna talk about DC. We're gonna talk about movies. We're gonna talk about comics. Uh, we're talk about pop culture. Just um, just anything that that we're thinking about right now. And then we're gonna get into a, a couple of new segments. And then there'll be a surprise at the end. So. Let's Ooh, go ahead. Surprising. Yeah, exactly. So let's go ahead and get started with the House of Ideas Marvel Comics. Now, before we get into uh, kind of like the long form stuff that we're going to talk about, let's let's talk about the short form. You've seen Spider Man Homecoming, have you not? Oh my God, yes. Okay, so uh, I I put my review of Spider Man Homecoming both on. Uh, my website, superpoweredfancast.com. It is also on the last episode of this podcast, which you can download and listen to on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts from. So, But I want to know, uh, Josh, what did you think of Spider-Man Homecoming? You know that moment when he was sitting in the car 
mm-hmm. and he was with uh, uh, Liz and the father. Yeah, I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who's seen it. That moment of tension and terror, just that quick what? What was it like two minutes? Yeah, was better than every other Marvel villain except Loki. Exactly. Put together, it was phenomenal. It's funny uh, that they had to go to a Batman to find a villain. <laughs> right. Hey, Birdman and Batman teamed mm-hmm. together to make the Vulture, and he was so relatable, and it yeah. was so good. And Tom Holland was so good. I kind of wish they didn't have Tony Stark or uh, uh, Happy Hogan in it, because that kind of dragged the movie down a little bit for me. I'm not saying they were bad, but shoehorning this stuff in there i mean it's just it was just so much better without all that and uh jennifer Connolly as the voice mm-hmm. of the suit i i stood up in the theater and i was like that was my first crush yeah from labyrinth back in the day <laughs> uh and marissa tomei as as aunt may was just inspired casting yeah and it was it was a much better story than i thought it was going to be after the last two amazing spider-man movies yeah. uh yeah, but this one was it was it was good. I I've already saw I've already seen it twice. Well, yeah, and same same here. And and to the points that you made, like first of all, uh, I loved Jennifer Connelly as Suit Lady because I thought it was, and I oh, and the, I wrote about oh, this Karen. When, yeah, Karen. <laughs> and I wrote about this when uh, I wrote about this on the website when uh, when I found out who it was because I thought it was such great casting. Right, to have her as her as his AI and uh, her husband, Paul Bettany as, uh, as Jarvis. Oh, see, I didn't know that. I oh, yeah, did yeah, not yeah. know that. Yeah. Wow. That, I thought that was, I thought that was one of the interesting twists. I thought that was probably why they did it because, you know, vision is like vision in real life is Jennifer Connelly's husband, Paul. Right. Bettany. Right. So yeah. So just kind of have them as, as AIs at different points is I thought was very cute. It was uh, yeah, and and she was so good for yeah. not like actually being there. She made you feel like she made you feel oh. like it was an actual person in the room right. talking to. Right, you. right, right. That's yeah. that's what I thought too. Yeah, and especially like Keaton's like Keaton's performance as Vulture was was so great because I think honestly, and I think a lot of people are realizing this. He's probably the only MCU villain other than Loki that seems to have a reason to be a villain. Right, like he has. Malekith like... was a a space alien mm-hmm. elf thing who didn't really seem like he belonged. I can't even remember a lot of the other ones. Right, because you don't because nothing they really did was memorable other than drive the plot for the hero. Right, like they didn't really they didn't really impact the story in the sense that you know if if you could have plucked like especially with with Malekith, you pluck you could have plucked any any cosmic villain in that role and had, and it would have had the same impact. You could have put any Thor villain. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Which is bad. Cause there's only like six that right, I can There's of. not a whole lot of <laughs> Thor villains. So yeah, I mean that, um, that like, especially again, to your points with, with Spider-Man, I absolutely agree with you. Like, yeah, I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was inspired that they did it the way they did. I honestly was before before we got to the movie, uh-huh. I and you know I've, I've I've documented this. I was one of those people that I was worried about them having Tony Stark in it. I was not necessarily excited to see it at all because I I literally said after 
after five previous movies, mm-hmm. what can they do visually that would be interesting for Spider-Man? And the first thing I said, he's you know, I, I'm wrong. I'm happy to admit that I'm wrong because they did a lot. They did a lot visually. They did a lot with theme. They did a lot with tone. They did a lot with humor. Like that last scene with him and May. Oh, my God. Was a, what the? And then stop. Yeah. Holy crap. So good. Yeah. And even the even the, the side stuff with uh, like the little videos with Captain America for like the mm-hmm. presidential fitness thing. Yes. I, I lost it. It was it's so good. Yeah, those are those are fun too. And on a side note, there's actually supposed to. I got uh, I just got this information. Um, there's going to be more of those on the Blu-ray release. Yes. So you can definitely look forward to that. Um, but uh, again, on the same note, I actually thought Tony was in was in the movie just enough. Like I, didn't I was worried. I was worried it was going to be Robert Downey Jr. Overflow, where it was going yeah. to be sixty minutes Robert Downey Jr. taking the spotlight, and I was pleasantly surprised. He was in maybe what eight minutes total. Yeah, and I think the reason why it why it worked for me is because it became part of the plot, right? That he was like constantly seeking out Tony and Happy and could not get in touch with them. And I think that was also kind of a nod to the people who thought, well, if he's going to be in this movie, it's going to be. It's going to be like that shot from the trailer where it's Spider-Man swinging next to Iron Man f- flying Which next to it. was not in the movie. Thankfully was not in the movie. I'm glad right. that shot wasn't there. Like it's it's I think even with him in it, it was still a Spider-Man movie. And that's why it worked for me. I just uh, I, I it was it was good, man. I, I know I'm a Marvel fanboy and, you know, you know me. I've seen everyone at least four times and. Mm-hmm. And Civil War and, and Cap Two is my favorite of all of them, and this is this is up there. This yeah. is like right below Guardians Two and right below Cap Two as my favorite Marvel movie so far. And okay. I don't like Spider Man. I don't like Spider Man at all. I've never liked Spider Man. The comic books, mm-hmm. the, the Parker Luck BS, the Superior Spider Man thing. I mean, I've never liked Spider Man, but Tom Holland's performance made me like Spider Man, and that is a big thing. Yeah, that's very true. Like I've. I've always liked Spider-Man, but I've never necessarily felt for Spider-Man. And exactly. I, yeah, and I did in a lot of moments in this movie, and that was all based on based on Tom Holland's performance. Like that that scene when he's buried under that. I bubble, was about to say that you oh my stole God. my thunder. Like Lauren was crying, bro. Yeah, like he, like, she was, and I'm like holding my hand in my face, and I'm like, oh my god, somebody come in and help this guy. Like, right. where's Cap to help, like lift that off of him, kind of thing, you know? Right, because the, the the best part about it is that it it did serve two purposes. You, it's it's in that moment you want him to be to have some backup, to right? Have to have someone, but it but he has to overcome himself. And I was thinking, and even from, and I had a perspective of it as a father, like. The way he was calling for help, I was like, "That's like, as that affected me the as kid. a dad, right?" Because so, he wasn't he wasn't Spider Man. He was he was a boy. He was Peter. He was a kid, and he needed help. And that's and that wrecked me. Because but that is a testament to performance. Because I don't think any I don't think anyone else could have made me feel anything in that moment. Exactly, I and I wouldn't. Like I wouldn't want them to try after seeing this. Right. Exactly. I think they have picked the even. You know, Civil War. I knew they had it pegged as the best Spider-Man. When Tony Stark goes in there and 
Peter Parker is like talking about his computer and like you see that part and you're like, oh my god, this kid is yeah, it's perfect as Peter Parker. And then you see him as Spider Man, you're like, oh my god, he's even better. Yeah, exactly. Like I think he, I I think they knocked it out of the park on this one. And you know, I'm um I'm relative, I'm not as critical as people are at this current phase of of uh, Marvel movies, but I think the fact that they've kind of gone a little bit lighter on stuff, I think is working. Cause I think you've had... ab- yeah, there's no giant world crushing laser beam in the sky. Right. It's like a local contain. It's like the Netflix series, like yeah. contained. Mm-hmm. And that really works if man, cause, cause Dr. Strange, as much as I liked it, mm-hmm. it is a complete rehashing of the original Iron Man. That's yeah, just I, what it's I, yeah, I agree with those elements. Like, I really loved it. I think I put it in one of my top three yeah. uh, MCU wow. movies, but I've always been a Doctor Strange fan. Oh, I know so, this. Yeah, so I'm saying. I so mean, it, the cancer verse and the trippy, the, the, just yeah. the trippiness in the movie, it, it was all well and good, but we've hit all these story points before. We've never hit, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a child who has superpowers, who yeah. – basically wants to do good they did not mention what happened to uncle ben once in that entire movie just that he's gone but i think they didn't i think the good thing is is that they didn't have to because you could tell you could tell that they're still dealing with it from their interactions with each other yeah peter's yeah oh absolutely oh yeah how protective she is of him how much she how much she kind of dotes on him how much he doesn't want to worry her like yeah you see the aftermath of that in the sense that you could, even if you didn't necessarily know the story, you could have filled that hole in yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And the only little bit we got from his origin, because everybody knows Spider-Man's origin. There's right. no reason to rehash it again for the exactly for the what, seventh time. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was when Ned asked him when they were walking to school. Ned was also one of my favorite characters. Oh, yeah, He's yeah. just so funny. It's just like a typical teenager. He's like, dude, you're a kid. Uh, when he's talking about how he got his powers, he got bit by the spider, and he was just like, can it bite me? And he's like, no, man, it died. It died, right. It was, it was good. I was like, oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, and I think – and he, he definitely uh, – that that worked, just the just abandoned. And that's that's something that I've noticed, especially with the, with the Marvel films lately, is that the – Besides the the heroes, like the side characters, have gotten have gotten so much of their own um, of their own purchase in the films. Who's like, the other like, one you think of when you think of side characters in a Marvel movie? Because I'm going to see if you think of the same one I can. The one that stood out the most to you, Michael Pena and Ant Man. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm like, dude, was like, but even even besides him, like David Desmalchin, Ti, like. Every side character right? in that movie, like, had their own moments. Like a smaller focus. I think Marvel yeah. really is starting to nail it and, like, just knock it out with these smaller focus movies. Yeah. I'm a little scared for Infinity War. I think, yeah, I'm I'm not as worried, I think, because you've got, uh, because I think the Russo brothers can, can handle it. I think that, I think it's going to be hard to give everyone the moments that they've had. But I think the fact that it seems like they're cutting a lot of side characters in order to concentrate on the, on the, uh, on the leads. Right. 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 Instead of having so many side characters like Thor and his, his routine. Right. So I think you like, you you keep that for, you keep that for the solo. (laughs) films. 
right and make the avengers films about the avengers like the 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 the, the airport fight in civil war everybody yeah. had their own moment it was only what 10 minutes long exactly. everyone had their time to shine mm-hmm. and that was perfect yeah and that absolutely works so especially uh i think especially going into infinity war when you've got you know they got all of those characters going after uh thanos i think i think that's going to work and if you go online i think they have um like they're, list. Set, they're setting hmm? they have like a list no, not a list. They have a uh, they have the, a a statue that's going up at D twenty three Expo. Um, that's, oh man, I was I was almost gonna go. The, I was almost gonna go. I just don't. I can't get there. Yeah, I just, I get, it's so and, hard to get tickets, man. See, and the uh, the problem I have is that it's is that you're in Alabama. No, no, no. That's 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 a stumbling block, not a problem. My problem is that. Yeah, well, I guess yeah, that is kind of the problem. <laughs> it's not that it's like I'm having more act, more access. Like I have the ability, I just don't have the financing to get there. So, but now that I know what I need to do, I think next year is going to be much different. It's like I think we'll, I'm we'll, be... we'll talk about we'll talk about this after the show because I've yeah, got yeah, some yeah. ideas actually. Yeah, I got you. Uh, <laughs> we'll definitely talk about that. Um, so. Coming out of uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok. Like, let me like give me your impressions because I love the trailer. Absolutely. I kinda, yeah, I kind of like that. This also seems to be going a little lighter, and as far as the humor goes, but does that really work with Thor? Well, I, I read something today. Um, if you're if you watch one of the in, in Spider-Man. There is a sign in Korean on the wall, and I'll send you the link to this, mm-hmm. that says Church of Asgard. <laughs> and if you think about that a little bit, it kind of makes sense. Like, yeah. the, you know, Thunder God came down from the sky to save us from aliens. Mm-hmm. Where does Thor go from here? Yeah. And watching the preview where, oh my god, Kate Blanchett, is it Kate Blanchett? It's Kate Blanchett. Yes. Mm-hmm. Looks absolutely stunning as hella. Absolutely, yeah. you could not get a more spotting. Whoever yeah. does their casting department needs a freaking raise. Let's oh yeah, because I could not imagine like just seeing her, <laughs> seeing her in that role. I could not imagine anyone else playing it. I mean, seeing you know Gladriel all gothed up, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, okay, come come to me. Let's go see this movie. <laughs> exactly. And just the aesthetic, like the eighties, you like heavy metal. Like you remember heavy metal back in the yeah. day, like the, the mm-hmm. movie, the cartoon, the anime. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. It reminds me a lot of that. Yeah, it does kind of have those uh, it does kind of have those elements. Especially and you know, the the using uh immigrant song in the uh in the trailer doesn't hurt either. So Right, right, right. And yeah. then uh it, I, I I'm kinda of hoping it's gonna be like a lethal weapon in space kind of thing with Thor and and uh, possibly Scourge or Thor and Hulk. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of disappointed that it's the third Thor movie, and we've seen him so many times, and we have not seen Enchantress yet. Yeah. Like, his biggest foil, I guess, the best way to put it, aside from Loki, is Enchantress. And we haven't – nobody's even mentioned her. Seeing Scourge is kind of like, all right, well, this is going to open the door for that. But it's even more like they're going to have Scourge as as Hela's uh, right hand. Instead of uh, instead of Enchantress, I I, the, I would be so disappointed. Enchantress is one of my favorite villains, just because 
I don't really know why. I just I've always like gravitated. I think because she's always had that kind of uh, like she's always teetered on the fence. Like she uh, she's loyal to Loki, but she's so in love with Thor. Right. That's, that it's that's almost like that it's almost like she'll do what Loki tells her, but she'll always like leave open the possibility that she could turn and help him at any moment. Right. Right. And uh, man, the Earth's Mightiest Heroes got uh, the Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes cartoon that was unfortunately yeah. canceled. Um, they got her spot on. Yeah, it was it was perfect. But but getting back to the the Thor Ragnarok, I'm. I mean, in the comics, you know, Thor Ragnarok was you know Ragnarok was the thing that Tony Stark built. Yeah, the, the fake robot he built with Reed Richards and all that kind of stuff. And it's kind of like. What, where are they going with this? They're they're combining like Ragnarok and World War Hulk, and it just I yeah. give me give me more give me more Thor give me more Hulk, uh, Mark Ruffalo, and it's it just seems like it's going to be a fun movie, like a fun buddy movie, because that's <clears throat> that's one of the things that I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe is really missing, mm-hmm. is uh, is having an actual buddy buddy. Yeah, and I think that, and I think they're that they're laying the groundwork for that with this film. Like, I love that moment when he's just excited. To yeah, see excited Hulk. to see Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> We're friends like, from work. Friends from work. Yeah, it's like, yeah. That's if that's the level of humor that they lead that they that they lead with. I think the movie works. I think. Um, I think my only misgiving is I think honestly they they should have. They should have kept Loki out of this one. Like, I think the fact that they're, I think they're pulling, my my fear is that they're pulling a Magneto with Loki, like Fox did with Magneto, where they try and make, like, turn him into a hero. Like, kind of like what they did with Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique. Yeah, the same thing with Mystique. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's what they're trying to do with Loki in this one, and they try and they started doing that with him in or two yeah in the dark world whereas like all of a sudden he he mourns um his mother yeah Yeah. he's like he mourns frieza and he frigga is frigga or frisia always yeah freeze a freeze yeah freeze is the guy in uh, dragon ball any i don't know i don't watch dragon ball oh you wounded me sir i was just messing with yes i know come on (laughs) <laughs> oh why yes <laughs> either way but you know just even that moment that last moment in in uh the dark world where you know he he sat there and listened to listen to thor praise loki and then we find out it was loki like mm-hmm. the, i think the fact that they're kind of like laying the groundwork for him to not be as bad as he has been I think I don't I think know after my after only, the, is, is my only misgiving after they made Ultron a throwaway one time villain you're yeah. just completely wasting James Spader yeah because he was fantastic Ultron oh yeah yeah he was great I think they're they're trying to to learn from their mistake uh, just like they didn't kill uh, that's just like they turned into the the guys into Doctor Strange mm-hmm. um, Casilius turned into mindless ones yeah and they didn't kill Dormammu. Because you can't kill Dormammu. Can't kill like they're, they, they have, uh, they're not killing off their villains anymore. It's not like yeah. you know, Whiplash, 
who's dead and all these other random like red skull has been gone since the, the first captain america movie yeah so i think they're trying to learn from their mistakes and keep them around but if you keep them around too long they get so many fans they start actually wanting to become heroes exactly which yeah, i, I love tom hiddleston man he's yeah, so do I. I think he's amazing absolutely <clears throat> and i mean i would love to see him in more of them more like more movies but there's such thing as an oversaturation yeah and like and the thing is he has enough cachet to where when he does other movies i'll go see those like i love like kong i thought he was great in kong he I was the only him. good part in Kong. Yeah. <laughs> I, I watched him on, uh, I think, uh, I can't remember the name. There's some some BBC show, but then I, I watch all the BBC, yeah, BBC yeah, stuff yeah. anyway. But he was he was great on that. Um, he, but, but he yeah. played uh, Hank Williams. Yeah, I, and I didn't, I didn't see that movie, but I really wanted to. But how, did you see it? How was it? I did. Uh, it, I think he sang his own parts. And yeah, it, it I was that. It was. I'm not a big country music fan um, yeah. of that era because of the the racial undertones of all the music back then. Mm-hmm. But for what it was, he did amazing for telling of somebody else's life. Yeah, surprisingly so, good. So yeah, I mean, it's it's not like he it's not like he can't you know it's not like he he can't carry a picture or open a picture. I just you know I don't want Loki to be a good guy. It just at this, I, well at this point I don't think it's something. He was that's a young hard. Avenger. I mean, he was in the Young Avengers. Yeah, but that's you know. Oh. I was saying the Loki they've established in these movies hasn't you know hasn't earned the ability to be trusted in that regard. Like yeah, I mean, he thinks he's dead. Yeah, so it's just it's just strange. I yeah, I'm really looking forward to Thor Ragnarok because it looks like something different. Yeah, instead of like the fish out of water. Uh, story the coming back and you know i don't think jane foster is going to be in it I which don't, yeah i don't think she's gonna be i'm okay with fine. yeah because because why not i mean yeah. have a move on you've got sif there if you want some kind of weird romantic thing going on exactly and then you know then you got valkyrie now so yeah well i saw the casting for that and i just kind of stared at it for a second and i'm like what because <laughs> i just I don't know. Uh, it's just kind of like Valkyrie to me says big blonde chick, and there's this short little black girl who mm. this looks like is going to do a fantastic job. And just for a second, I was like, "What? What?" Yeah. But Marvel's I mean, great. Marvel's been great at doing that, like picking the best actor for the role, no matter what they look, smell, taste like, kind of thing. Exactly, and I think that's <laughs> I think that's part of it is that they they go for. They they cast the role. They don't cast the look, and I think that I think that's that's been working for them. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, um, was there anything on the TV side you wanted to talk about? Because I know like the Netflix stuff is already like most of their shows right now are already in development. Well, not in development. Like they're already filming. Like I know the next season of Luke Cage is filming. Luke Cage the next is season filming. of Jessica Jones is filming. The like, Defenders. Yeah, uh, the Defenders is already done. Punisher is being filmed. Yeah, Punisher is being filmed. I am really hoping we see a Moon Knight appearance. I think that's something that they got to. I don't know. Like, I want to see Moon Knight, but I think that's something that's got to be introduced maybe in, like, Iron Fist or uh, 
No, you know, you're right. Probably Punisher. <laughs> I think either Punisher. And or I don't Iron mean Fist. I don't mean popping up immediately as Iron Fist or uh, Iron Fist. Immediately popping up as Moon Knight. Yeah. The spirit of freaking Conchu murdering villains left and right. I'm talking about just hey, Mark Spector. Yeah. Just like a name drop would be okay with me at this point. Exactly. I think that'd be and, yeah. Agent Shield to, to has been from Spectre Core. Mm. Right, exactly. Um, Agents of Shield has been phenomenal. Uh, yeah. This last season just totally knocked it out of the park for me. Just like, all right, it's just established itself as like one of the best shows on television, yeah. not just not just a comic book show. I, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't hit on this, mm-hmm. but Squirrel Girl <laughs> and New Warriors and the Squirrel Girl. Yeah, the AT and T girl. I I can't pronounce her name because I'm a terrible human being. Melina Vantrobe. That's the bunny. Mm-hmm. Um, that is inspired casting to me. Yeah. I know it's on it's on Freeform, and which used to be ABC Family. Which I will tune in to see this. And oh, I yeah. I saw the rest of the uh, the cast list. I think it was on your site. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it I it's just kind of like oh my god like this is gonna be fun. Yeah, and I think that's <laughs> I think that. That's one of the things that I that I'm enjoying about about finding this casting news out is because like and I've and I've said this to I said this to to fellow writers. I'm like, look, I mean, we all collectively have the big screen movies like that's for us. That's for everyone. That's that's that I can take my my 10 year old, my three year old, my uh, and go with my my 19 year old like nieces, just every the, the entire family. We have the Marvel movies. That's all of us. Right. The adults, like me and me and my wife, we have the Netflix shows. Like that's that's us. Like we have like we have the, the gritty characters, the gritty storylines, and the uh and the, the great character moments. I think we absolutely need something for for younger for the younger kids, not necessarily little kids, but for younger kids and teenagers. Like they, like they. That is a fantastic too. point. Yeah, like they. Why can't? Why shouldn't? Why don't they deserve storylines that are geared more towards their age group, more towards their demographic? Like, have you seen anything from the Cloak and Dagger show? Yeah, I mean, uh, if you if you go to the site, I've got the trailer up. Um, I, well, I watched the trailer, and mm-hmm. it is not like I expected, and that makes me happy. Yeah. It's it's dark, but it's not moody. I think that's the thing is that it's it's, and and moody's probably a bad word, but I think it's more it's it's dark, but it's not depressing. Like I I I, I, I which I'm enjoying about everything I read from it because what they're trying to to do with this from, even from the synopsis, is that they're making Cloak and Dagger a love story, which is phenomenal. Yeah. Because you is, haven't had one of those yet. Exactly. It's different. It's something that has not been done so far with Marvel. I mean, you can say there have been bits and pieces like Pepper and Iron Man, who I can't believe they ever made them as a couple. <laughs> and and Peggy and and Steve. Peggy and Steve. Mm-hmm. And then Steve and, and freaking Sharon. Sharon. <sighs> Which is just, it all seemed kind of forced. Yeah. This looks like it's going to be like a natural progression into like yeah. an actual romance type thing, you know? Exactly. And I think the, and I think the innocence of it will allow for the, allow for the love storyline. Right. To develop. 
Because you're not because you're not waiting for two adults to just you know go at it. it yeah exactly you're not waiting for that you're not waiting for that uh breaking the bed scene in jessica jones between <laughs> between her and luke cage yeah i'm surprised they didn't break down the entire freaking place but exactly yeah it's it's i i completely agree because we've got stuff for the the toddlers we've got stuff for the adults we've got mm-hmm. stuff for for almost everybody but that's a key demographic because when you were a kid and you were 11, 12 years old, that's when I first picked up X-Men. Mm-hmm. That's when I first picked up Captain America and Falcon and, and like all these characters. That's the reason I'm so into them today is because they're really connected with – especially with the X-Men. Oh, yeah. But – Web of uh, Spider-Man – I think it was Web of Spider-Man number eight. It was either eight or 18, but it was one of, one of the first comics I got, and I was eight years old at the time. So, so yeah. I mean wow. it was – at some point, at, and at some point, and let me say at some point, I think what they're doing is smart, is that they're trying to appeal to as many different demographics as they can with the product that they now have. Because, you know, they didn't have, I mean, for the longest time, you know, Disney didn't have uh, anything other than really princesses. Princesses. And, man, if you look now, like, uh, I live like an hour and 20 minutes away from Disneyland, okay? We went... Mm-hmm constantly six seven times a month yeah um, because we had the the season passes and when i first walked in there and (laughs) when you come visit we'll go um they had uh the world of tomorrow which they're taking out and they're rearranging for like star wars land and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but if you go inside the world of tomorrow they had tony stark's hall of armor they had Cap Shield. You could meet Captain America, the guy, uh, one of the guys they hired to to, to be him, and mm-hmm. he was really good. Yeah, and like all this other stuff. And I'm sitting there, I'm walking around, I'm thinking, I'm in my head, I'm like, this is what Disney needs to 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 finally, you know, I know they're a multimedia billionaire conglomerate type thing. Mm-hmm. This is how they corner the market by getting the young males. Oh well, yeah, I mean that and, was the whole reason that that was the whole thing that prompted the. The buy of both Marvel and uh, and Star, Star Wars. Wars, right? But the the big thing that I've noticed now, um, uh, the last time we went, they're they're on the verge of closing down a Bugs Land, which was from a Bugs Life. Which if you yeah. talk to your son, your youngest son, and say, "Hey, want to watch a Bugs Life?" They're not going to know what the heck you're talking about. Yeah, I think like Jack <clears throat> is. I think Jack has seen it once, and he's right. never brought it up again. Right, because it's little bugs. Yeah, they're taking that whole thing out, and they're gonna. They're, from what I've I've read, that they're gonna put Marvel Land there because it's right next to the Tower Tear, which they yep. just flipped they, the they Guardians flipped of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I can't ride rides like that. I can't. But my friend Sarah can, and mm-hmm. she got on this thing and she recorded the entire ride. Oh my God, it looks it, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's like you're part of the movie. They got the actual actors to do the voices to do the motion cap, to do uh, some of the recordings for it. And if this is the quality they're going to come out swinging with, then they can charge whatever they want for tickets oh, yeah. and I will go. Yeah, absolutely. And especially, you know, you, you're you're in one side of the park and you're in Marvel Land. Let's, let's call it Marvel Land because it's not named yet. Mm-hmm. And then you take a left and walk 60 feet and you're in freaking Star Wars Land. <laughs> like that's for me and you screw these kids man that's for like people like me and you oh yeah absolutely like, and if you think about it it's like it's it's almost poetic that they're taking down the world of tomorrow because the world of tomorrow is here like they've got it now 
Exactly. Well, plus the world of tomorrow is what they thought tomorrow would look well, like. Yeah, it's like what they thought of the 1950s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like flying cars. That's just it. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you Which take I'm your not... protein pills. Yeah. Watch out for that polio. It's bad for your legs. Exactly. But... <laughs> well, most I've... futuristic iron lung. Right here. <laughs> Because <laughs> not to take anything away from Tomorrowland, because if, if you've been to Disneyland, uh, the one in California, because I've been to both. Yeah, I've been to I, both. I, I, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's a cool place, but there's so much wasted space. Mm-hmm. And when they finally bring it together to the way that they want it, want it to be done, the Imagineers for there are amazing. Um, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to be something really special that you're going to want to spend three days there. Yeah. Because right now the lines are so long for like let's say Pirates is a two minute long ride. Yeah. It's a two hour long wait in line. I remember. To get on this thing. Yeah. I think I think what's funny now is that everyone's going there expecting Johnny Depp to show up like he did before <laughs> before the Pirates movie came out. Oh yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Which I thought, you know, I thought was inspired, but at the same time I'm thinking, oh, People like the dumb are going to continue to go thinking that's <laughs> well. Thinking I got to be honest with you. Thing. The uh, I was hoping he would show up one time when I was there, <laughs> but the, the the animatronic Johnny Depp is probably better than the real thing because he's not going to beat his wife. Oh, oh, slap! <laughs> that's the sound of us never getting an interview with Johnny Depp. No, I'm just joking. Uh, I'm just joking with him. I don't work here. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's move on to the next one, man. That's that Disneyland is going to be rocking, and it's yeah. going to be so much fun. It looks like it. I mean, I think I love the I love the competition aspect between them and Universal. Like Universal's going all in on Harry Potter, and uh, you Disney's cannot going. lose if you do that. No, not at all. <laughs> um, so the next thing I want to talk about, let's just go ahead and just talk about the comics. So, like Secret Empire. Now, my my thoughts on Secret Empire have basically just boiled down to one question. Okay, because I have I have the same thing boiled down to one yeah, question. One question. You do yours first. Okay. When am I supposed to start enjoying this? That's pretty good. Mine is more along lines of hold on, let me get this right. Why? <laughs> like, why is this happening? <laughs> yeah. I I was really hyped when I first when I when I first got the first one because I kind of you know when he first came when Cap came out with his 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 new suit mm-hmm. like, and, and and there was this like a possibility that he was a bad guy and I'm sitting here thinking wow you know somebody I've idolized over the past mm-hmm. thirty years is he the whole thing could just 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 fall out my face and I thought it was going to be a swerve yeah. I thought. That he was gonna be like, ha ha! No, I'm here to fight the Red Skull and punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. And the current political climate, yeah. and then the 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 Nazification of Hydra, and then Cap being a sleeper Hydra agent, and then things just seem like they're falling apart, and not in like Avengers disassembled type way, yeah. or or you know. Um, I'm trying to think of another. I can't think of another another crossover thing like this. Avengers versus X Men kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> or the first Civil War. Things were falling apart, but you were invested. You were like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah. This one, 
you open it up and you're like, oh my god, like what just happened? So so where did Thanos come from? Yeah. Like what happened to She-Hulk? Like towards the or towards the end of like Civil War two. Like I I will freely admit I have fatigue for events. Yeah, and the worst part about it is I don't necessarily have fatigue for events, but I absolutely have fatigue for Marvel events. Because the the reason why I ask when am I supposed to enjoy this is because there's just no heroes left. You had th- you had Thanos in Civil War, and then it became everyone else becoming dicks to each other. Right. Which is the same thing that happened in the previous arc, which is the same thing that happened in the previous arc. It's like, how many times do I have to watch an Avenger versus an X-Men, or the X-Men versus the Inhumans, or just... How many times do I have to watch heroes fight each other? Because my you, only because my you think only, that's supposed look, to to enhance the drama. My big thing is why aren't heroes fighting villains anymore? Right, and it's not even and 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 I absolutely agree with that point. And the other one I'll add to it is that one of the things that I don't one of the reasons why I'm I'm really, I'm critical of Secret Empire is because it's just kind of boring. <laughs> it is just boring. You you open the you open one of the books and you yawn unconsciously in the back of your head. That's how boring it is. Right, it's cuz I'm just waiting for hey, we let's go find this thing. Let's go to our friend and ask him to help. Hey friend, can you help me? No. Okay, let me move on. <laughs> hey, we need to find this thing. Hey, friend who's been friends with me for 30 years, can you help me? No, I work for Steve now. Just, oh, it's, it's, it's a slog. And the it's, problem is, is that they've gone all in on it. Be, I think because people have been upset. I think they just, I think they, they, they realized how upset people were with the storyline and decided, hey, you know what? We're getting a reaction. Let's go all in. I think it's like the old idiom, uh, like any press, uh, bad press is good press. Bad press or is still press. press, yeah. Yeah, and they don't realize that I stopped buying Marvel books, man. I've stopped after what they've done with Deadpool, um, who was the one saving grace of, of the Marvel Universe for me, mm-hmm. with the good, bad, and the ugly, which was the top-line storytelling, and then uh, Deadpool, uh, the, the gauntlet, where, mm-hmm. you know, he meets his his soon to be wife Chikla, and then he finds his daughter and you know, Deadpool versus Hawkeye, which was super good, and yeah. and the uh, Deadpool and Spider Man and Deadpool versus Carnage and just all these these wacky little. Uh, I know I'm, I'm coming off as a Deadpool fanboy, no, and no, 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 I and these are just these are just like fun little stories. Like I I thought they were fantastic, but what they're kind of twisting it into. Was I started losing interest when uh, Deadpool became the most popular hero in the universe, where he's like bankrolling the Secret Avengers or Uncanny Avengers and all that. Yeah, and it's kind of that point to him like, this is so far away from from where it was when I really enjoyed it that I'm not enjoying it as much anymore. And then they put Deadpool on Cap's side, like yeah. he Deadpool is volunteered to work for Hydra. Right. Even though he's been killing, he's Hydra, been killing agents, Hydra agents, for, except Bob, oh who he treats God. like crap for, right. for years. And 
when he, then they when they showed what he did to to Coulson, I was like, all right, this is this. I can't I can't buy this book anymore. I can't I cannot support this book anymore. Yeah. And I even bought Deadpool and Howard the Duck. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I hate Howard the Duck, and they made that interesting. Well, and, and I've always been a fan of Howard the Duck. Especially oh, I know. We had the original story. I'm sorry, we've had this conversation before. <laughs> but I'm saying like it. But I I agree with you. If there was anyone who would who could see through Steve's BS, it would have been Deadpool. Hey guys, I'm sure you noticed at this point, um, it's not really any more audio between me and Josh. We ran into an issue with a Skype call, and be honest with you, didn't even notice it because we went on talking for at least another like hour and a half. So I'm definitely gonna have him back because we did talk about a lot of other stuff. Um, we talked about uh, DC Comics. We talked about um, especially DC Rebirth and uh, the upcoming Metal uh, Metal storyline. And Josh was really uh, really excited to to read it. I think I kind of converted him into a little bit of a, a DC fanboy. So we'll actually uh, probably talk about his reaction to. Um, as I told him to go ahead and pick up Dark Days the Forge and the casting and to, to give me his impressions on what he thinks. So I'd say more than likely uh, I'll have him back soon and uh, you can hear what he had to say. Now the next thing I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to add to the end of this episode and hopefully the, the audio is is well enough so that it, it you can you can hear it as... I went to the Magic City Con uh, here in Alabama, here in Birmingham, and I had a, a I had a conversation with Ming Chen from uh, from Comic Book Man on AMC, and we talked for uh, I'd say probably maybe a good six seven minutes. Um, we were in the middle of a uh, middle of the floor, and everyone was kind of walking around, so you're probably going to hear a lot of stuff in the background. So hopefully I've cleared up the audio enough to where you can actually hear the conversation between us. Uh, if not, please let us know. Please let me know, and then uh, I'll try and fix that. But um, I, once again, I really want to thank uh, thank my buddy Josh for for sitting in and talking to me. Is it, it was really just kind of like old times. Um, we, uh, like I said, we really just kind of. We talked for like at least another hour and a half just about everything. But you can find Josh on uh, on Twitter at Soil Whirly, S-A-S-O-I-L-W-O-R-L-E-Y. I'll go ahead and put that in the description so you can go ahead and follow him. And uh, until then, uh, just go ahead and listen to uh, my interview with Ming Chen, and I'll catch you all next week. All right. Bye. Uh, just from watching the show, yes. uh, they talk about, and even Kevin talked about you going to a lot of cons. Yes. Like, uh, it's like, what's like, what draws you to, to the to the con experience? Like, what do you, what do you enjoy about just being like being a con? First and foremost, I I love comic, I love pop culture, as do you. When I was growing up, I only knew like I knew two guys in my whole school uh, who even knew who the X Men were. Um, I knew one, and one of those guys huge Wolverine fan mm-hmm. and no I no one I love the X-Men I love the Avenger I love comic books I love video games and 
all I wanted to do was find somebody else I could talk to about like this new, you know, beating a boss in Castlevania, right? Or uh, you know, like this issue of Wolverine where I, where I read where he went through a metal detector or something like that. And I was like, I'm dying. I was dying to to just vent, just connect with someone. And nobody until I met these two guys. Yeah. I had nobody. But I, I had a younger brother. He wasn't really into comics. Mm-hmm. My parents hated comics, <laughs> so I really had no event to. Back back when I was a kid, there were no there were no cons. Yeah, there, there was no there was no internet. There was no way really yeah. to just vent and and I must have them. Too. Right. So you know when I found those two two friends that became my best friends in high school, it was it felt it was great. You know we we watched Aliens like every day. <laughs> you know we would we would play Super Nintendo. It was yeah. great. So now, like every weekend, you can go to a con like this, uh-huh. and like there's like a thousand, right? Like, just a bunch, bunch of people that are that are that so, are just like you. Yeah, that there, are in that same there's really one one thousand to one hundred fifty thousand people <laughs> yeah. in the same world where you can run into. It's like, hey man, like how about that Wonder Woman movie? It's like you uh-huh. sit there and talk for an hour. That's what I love. That's why that's why I love doing this. I I my, my people are here. Yeah, so we all have the same interests. We're all geeks. Yeah. And, you know, so I went from two guys and just, you know, it felt like I just had to get it out somehow. Oh. Yeah. So I went from that to, like, where I can just go and people know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. It's great. I'm not just rambling about something that, you know, like everyone loves it now. So that's, I love it. That's That's why. First of all, that's where I go. I love, uh, you know, I I, I love, uh, seeing the vendors. Mm -hmm. I love meeting fans of comic book men. You know, if you watch a show, like something... That I got thrown into, and you have been watching. You have questions about it. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And then I also go out. You know, some of these other guests that come here. Mm-hmm. I'm friends with them too. I love Walking Dead. I love the Marvel movies. I love the Marvel TV shows. Yeah. Um. You know, I I I, I love some of the old school guys like uh, you know like Lou Ferrigno mm-hmm. and uh, you know and rest in peace for Adam West. Yeah. And uh, you know Lee Majors and you know some of these old school guys are coming back and doing concert icons. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm supposed to go on the Dragon Con. I can't, oh I can't wait to see Gil Gerard. Like, yeah, Gil Gerard, yeah, Stan I'm Lee. Like, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's so much. So you got all that into one building. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you want to go every week? I think that's awesome, especially I like the fact that you're that you're here at a at a regional con because I think because one of the things I tell people all the time because I love going to, yeah. to regional cons is is that you know San Diego started small too. Sure. Everything like if you wanted to grow, you have to like, you have to. You know, support it. Yeah. And then this having people like you come out and support yeah. it is amazing. So do you find like you get like uh, a lot of those conversations you know, with people saying, like, ask you, well, why are you here? And you just uh, you let them know like what you just told. Oh yeah, I, you know the big cons are great. You know, mm-hmm. usually they they have a bigger budget, so they can they have a bigger space, more vendors, more events. Yeah, bigger name guests. It's mm-hmm. fun, but if you go, it's stressful, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. most time you're waiting in line. You spend mm-hmm. you spend half your time waiting in line, and it's, it sucks. I don't want to wait in line. I oh, want yeah, to yeah. go and have fun. Mm-hmm. And at these small guns, that's you, you can do that. You can you come up here, like I, I can talk to you for half an hour. You know, we we got more time to hang out at uh, the vendors. You can hang out there more. Yeah, actually look at everything. Yeah, instead of having to like go and, around in disguise, like I see a lot. Of yeah, yeah, like or or going into you know San Diego, New York. Mm-hmm. The vendor is like a mile long. You're yeah. not going to be able to see everything, even in three or four days. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're looking at something, you're stressing that, well, wow, maybe I'm missing something else. You know, I, I, am I going to have enough time to hit the left side of the 100 aisle or the 3,000 aisle? Right. It's almost overwhelming. Here, you can take your time. You can ask questions. I mean, it's just, 
it's, it's way more manageable. I think it's more fun. They, they you know, the, the promoters have more time to focus on fun rather than, you know, vendor yeah, right, layout uh, yeah. and, you know, and diva guests and, yeah, and you know, whatever. And like, so regimented as far as yeah. schedule. Yeah, I love Big Cousins and Mesh the next guy. Yeah. But I... I, I, in, in the end, it kind of is a con. It's, you're there for fun, mm-hmm. so it's just more manageable these these smaller ones. So, and uh, I just I, I, I love uh, and man, New York with all the people out there, it's fun. I, I hear you can you feel the energy from the people here. Yeah, I think like you feel. I felt as soon as I walked yeah. in, like I just enjoy enjoy seeing it. Um, so I mean, uh, Comic Book Man, I, I love this thank series. You. It's such a great. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, it is such a great like extension of just seeing the things that we love in your culture on television. Yeah. Like who? Like I said, I mean, I'm probably you, you probably get gotten this question a lot, but who who have been your favorite guests on the show? Uh, besides Stanley, yeah. I got brothers with that. Stanley probably not our favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love uh, you know we've had. Guests from the pop culture like movie side, uh, anyone from Star Wars I love. Peter Mayhew, Billy Dee Williams were two of my favorite guests. Okay. Uh, Adam West for sure. Then on the creator side, we, we've, had, we've had Jim Lee, we've had Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, mm-hmm. uh, we've had Neil Adams. Uh, Kevin Eastman was definitely a favorite. Yeah. He's such a cool guy. Yeah. Just, he just seems like a fellow fan like us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, created, uh, created the materials as kind of a joke and, they, and it blew up. Yeah. And, um, and you know, I, I think he will always remember that. And he'll, you know, he's a very humble guy, but a very cool guy, yeah. and uh, and definitely, you know, a, a, a very big piece of comic book history. I'm sweating. This is I, coming out and outside. No, no need to apologize. I'm sorry about that. No, but I mean, I I'm so uh, I, I really appreciate the fact. Of course, that absolutely. This time, I'm a uh, I'm a fellow podcaster, man. I know what yeah, it's like. You I, just I, want I listen to the that cool to content show. for your, for your shows. So yeah. Yeah, and this is you know this is a, I guess why, yeah. but this is like for for my own thing. Yeah. So I really appreciate you taking. Yeah, time. and I find out either here or if you go to DragonCon later, most mm-hmm. guests will think, hey, we record something for a podcast. They'll do it. Yeah. They absolutely do it, yeah. Oh, cool. You know, it, it puts gets exposure to them. Up to everybody wins. It's great. So yeah. that's why I love podcasting so much. You really just roll up to somebody with a, a recorder for five minutes. Bam, you got something cool for your podcast. Yeah, it's awesome. Great. Well, um, I don't want to hold you up, but because I, I don't. No, not at all. More, some more questions. Hey, if you, if you need to come back, just cut it back in. Oh, cool. Absolutely, really dude. Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks, assemble!